For many people, boxing is scary. Maybe not to watch, and not cardio boxing. <laughs> but the thought of putting on some gloves and going toe to toe with somebody who's doing their very best to punch you. <laughs> Several years back, ESPN, along with a group of researchers, determined that boxing is the sport that takes the most athleticism. Want to be a better athlete? Learn to box. Punch Buck is my guest today. He owns and operates Punch's Boxing Club here in Farmington. He's not only teaching kids the sport of boxing, he's teaching them to be better people. In the process of learning to box, his students learn discipline, hard work, respect, and dedication. Along with this, he has some rules. No fighting in school, no cussing, no drugs, no gangs, no bad or disrespectful attitudes, and no trouble in school or at home. He even checks on the kids' grades and offers local tutors to help them do better. Punch has a past with drugs, alcohol, and prison that he's left behind. Now, he's a husband, father, business owner, and a positive role model for our community's youth. This is my first time meeting Punch, but he seems like a really great guy. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. As a mechanic, do you, do you I'm sure you appreciate cars, do you, how about um, like muscle cars? I love muscle cars. Yeah. I'm just not a big, big RPM, heavy, heavy torque. Right, right. I was going to say if we could go in my car to take this cruise, I have a 64 convertible Impala. Oh. Top comes oh. down. Beautiful car. It's all original. Really? I drive it probably once every three months. <laughs> there in my <laughs> garage awesome. at home. And, um, yeah. <clears throat> what color is it? It's, um, it's called Daytona Blue. It's original Daytona Blue. Dark, dark blue, all original, 327 with the power glide transmission. Yeah. And um, I love it. Beautiful car. Have you been to 505 Motorsports? I've been wanting to stop. I actually turned around the other day to go over there, and then I got a call, and I had to leave. I was looking at yeah. some of the cars they have there. they got some beautiful cars over there. Yeah, classic cars. Yeah, it, it, when you go inside in the yeah. showroom. Oh man, it's yeah. amazing. And yeah. I've been looking for a um, one of them travel trailers. Oh and yeah, I've seen they have some back there. Yeah, they've got some of those back there. So too. I wanted to go see those, and um, and uh, I wanted to see the cars, kind of like a car show. Yeah, <laughs> I is. drove by there the other it night, is. seen the lights inside, and there was a couple of coupes I think in there. Yeah, the older ones. I cleaned it up for you, because I'm a slob. Seriously, I don't really take care of them. So, and I live on a dirt road, and I'm out at Navajo Lake every oh, okay. um, every weekend uh, driving on dirt roads. So wow. I'm nonstop. So it's always muddy. So I take it over to um, Blue Diamond Auto Spa. Okay. Clean up. Have you been in there? I haven't. I, how much do they charge? It's um, well, they've got diff uh, several different things. So they'll do anything from just drive through the tunnel, wash. To, um, they'll give it a wipe down afterwards. Um, they'll throw the vacuum in there and uh, just kind of vacuum it out for you. And um, all the way to cleaning the glass and wiping down the dash and, yeah. and everything like that. So I had some of my kids that box for me work there. Oh, really? So yeah, I need to go. I need to go pay a visit. He's got them. about I don't know, like 40, 45 employees. Wow. Like yeah. 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 I got a couple of my kids that work there. Hi. How are you? Up, That's okay. Yeah, uh, do you know what you... I'll take a small Mexican mocha. Okay. And um, just a, a mocha, large, or a large. Uh, the middle one. 
16? Yeah, 16. Alright, can I grab your name? Can. Can. Yeah. I'll figure it. Alright, thanks. Bye! Okay. You want me to get it? I'll get it. Oh, no, no, I got it. Oh, okay. You're the guest, man. <laughs> I'm used to buying. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, so you. You guys have a good one. You too. Thank you. So, you grew up, um, you grew up here in Ship in Shiprock, right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Shiprock. And, um, I grew up in the, the tire and the tolling business with my dad. Right. And then I graduated high school and then I went to Phoenix. School for Nissan over there, and then um, went through all that, and um, I got in a lot of trouble in the city. <laughs> I thank God for my wife; she's seen me through all that. Yeah, uh, she was just my friend at the time. Her brother was my best friend, and um, I, I really liked her, but she was my best friend's sister, right. <laughs> and it was kind of it was it was weird. And uh, I was I told her, "Well, if I leave, will you come with me?" And she said, "Yeah." I said, are you serious? She says, yeah. So we kind of started dating. We started seeing each other on the sneaks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so we left town and and we moved up here and it was so not her because she was a city girl. Right. Mom, dad, I brought you to dinner because my my, my girlfriend is pregnant. And what do I do, you know? Yeah. So he, he, he threw the book at me and he says, well, if you're man enough to do what you did, you got to be man enough to go to Aztec in the morning and get a marriage license. Right. <laughs> we went to Aztec, we got married, <laughs> and we were trying to hide it. We were trying to hide it that we got married. <laughs> and we were, I was running the shop at the time, the, the tire shop, and this lady comes in, she was talking to my mom, and she says, hey, Mrs. Buck, uh, congratulations on your son's marriage. <laughs> and I'm down underneath the counter, and I'm like, what? I'm not married. You know, it hadn't clicked in my mind yet. And she says, well, it's in today's newspaper. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. We ran out there, and the whole world knew that Busted. we had gotten married. Yeah. Kind of like that Selena movie. It's funny. <laughs> so we, we, we got married, and now we've been married for 20 years. Wow. Going on 21 years. Congrats on that. And four beautiful daughters, and... Man, just just blessed over and above. You yeah. Know? My wife is she she keeps me in line. She keeps me in in, in line. <laughs> it, that may be that may be an important role that women feel in society is to keep us guys in line. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she can just give me the look. Yeah. And oh man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she calls me by my name. I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, when she called me by my name, I'm like, oh, uh -oh. I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but great. She's, she's, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. You're doing um, prison ministry. Yeah. Yeah, I did prison ministry for two years um, with Joe Williams in Albuquerque. And it was all, I call it, a, it's funny because we call it the Holy Ghost setup. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on that day. They just said, go with this guy. And I was like, okay. So we went with this guy, and he said, we're doing, we're going into the prison. I was like, where are we taking us? I got a warrant. They're not going to let me out. He says, no, you're fine. If you're coming with me, you're okay. So yeah. we went to the prison down there. Um, it was the farm down in Las Lunas. We got into that chapel, and uh, he said, uh, church is doing an outreach, and uh, 300 guys packed like a 100-person um, chapel. Wow. <laughs> and those guys looking at me. You know, all tattooed down on, yeah. you know, all these gang members and all these things. And 
I was standing there, and, and then I didn't know anything. I barely, barely started going to church. And then <laughs> Pastor Joe, he's he's the godfather to my kids. He's my 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 mentor. Yeah. He says, uh, Brother Punch is gonna give his testimony, and I was like, I've never spoke before yeah. a crowd, and yeah. I was so scared and so afraid. <laughs> and but I just once I opened my mouth, it's like words just started coming out. Yeah. And then. I, it's it's I found my place, you know, and we, I ended up doing that for two more years. We went wow. to all the prisons. I did that for two years, <clears throat> and then I quit doing it for a while. And and there was a void. There was something missing. It's like a, a football player with no when, when the season's over, <laughs> right. he wants to play football. There's no season going, yeah. you know. And then <laughs> I found myself. Um, I started doing the the county up here, San Juan County. And now I've been been faithfully doing it for I don't know how many years now. On Sundays I go over there at three o'clock, just reach out to them youngsters, and I see myself and all them guys over there. Right. I see what they went through, see what they're going through, and and I, I remember being in jail. I remember right. being locked up. I remember, and um and one good story about the whole thing is my dad was in work furlough, and he started going to church because of a jail minister. Oh wow! Yeah, so I tell the guys in the jail, I'm a product of the jail ministry because my dad <laughs> turned his life around through the same thing that I'm doing. Wow! So we're just picking you up from your from your gym, your boxing gym. How how long have you been there? Um, we've been here going on two years um, total. Been coaching here in Farmington for eight years. And so you were you were just telling me a story about uh, about um, something that happened to you. Um, the 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 police stopped you. Yeah. We, so. it, we um when we first started we didn't have nothing. All I had was a was a vision. <laughs> and it was funny because um I used to always we used to always watch boxing at my house, the pay per view. And uh, my daughter was eleven at the time and I had all my friends over watching pay per view boxing and she taps me on the shoulder and she says, Dad and I said, Yeah, what's up, baby? And she says, Dad, I want a box and I just blew up because I have four daughters and no boys. Right. So I, we were going to ballet and tap dancing. Right. But I wanted a fighter, you know, but we didn't have any sons. And So what do you say when your daughter says, I want a box? Yeah, I just tell everybody, like the Selena movie, how he just started buying all the equipment. Yeah. That's what happened to me. I just started buying bags and mitts and gloves. And I welded up my own racks that are there in the gym. I made them from scratch. and. I just had a dream, you know, just had a vision, and I just went forward with it. <clears throat> and um, we opened up a gym. I got a bonus from Devon Energy, where I used to work. Yeah. My wife wanted to go to Hawaii, but I told her, let's start a gym. <laughs> so we started the gym. And now, how did that go over? <laughs> I just, we can, we I can either go to Hawaii, or we can start a boxing gym yeah. for our daughter. <laughs> I told her, let's start a boxing gym. Well, I, I went to the other gyms here in town. There yeah. was four, three or four other gyms. And for some reason or another, um, they turned us down. Wow. You know, one guy didn't train girls, and one guy, he only wanted fighters, and then the other one said uh, they closed their gym, and it was just excuses all the way around. So we basically were told no everywhere we went. And um, I told my wife, you know what? I think we're going to open a gym. I said, it was just out of the top of my head, and I got this bonus, and it fit perfectly. This whole thing has just been like a puzzle. Yeah. Everything just came together um, just like a dream. Right. And, uh, so we opened the gym. We started boxing. We, we our, our boxing ring was tape on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so we started boxing, and then um, 
we were watching cars on Main Street and I had all the kids out there. We'd watch cars on Saturday <clears throat> and we needed to raise $10,000 for a boxing ring. And I specifically told the kids I want a 22 by 22 yeah. aluminum ringside competition boxing ring. Right. <laughs> and I know it's a lot to ask for, um, but I, I wanted it, you know, that way we could train in it and we could also move it to compete in it. Right. If we were ever to do a show and so we're washing cars and then I got stopped by the, the cops. They, they stopped me. They said, hey, you're wanted down on uh, downtown Monday morning. Don't be late. I was like, whoa, you know, this was, was kind of like a, they kind of stopped me. Like They rushed you. Yeah, they rushed me. And <laughs> it was kind of, kind of funny because I used to do bad things. Yeah. But now yeah. I'm doing, I'm, I had nothing to hide. So when they stopped me, I, I wasn't afraid of anything. Right. I kind of laughed. But um, I went down there, got to meet. I didn't know who they all were. They were just the, the leaders of the city. You know, all different. Um, the mayor was there. Right. Dr. Henderson was there. Dan Darnell, he was the head. He, Dan Darnell is... He was running San Juan Safe Communities at the time. Yeah, yeah, he was running San Juan Safe Initiative. And, and man, he's just been there for me from the beginning. He yeah. reached out to me. He was the one that seen the need. And he's the one that called people together and get people together. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be where we're at. Yeah. Um, along with the Miriam Oil. They worked together with, right. the, with that. And, uh, and all these guys were there. I didn't know who they were. And then there was officers from... I think Aztec, Bloomfield, and Farmington, they were all there, and the, the chief of police were there. And it was kind of intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes Mike Kovacs, a big old monster of a man. He comes out, and are you punch? I said, yeah. He says, well, on behalf of me, Bloomfield, Farmington, the mayor, uh, um, Dr. Henderson, Dan Darnell, and everybody, we want to give you a boxing ring that we have in our storage, he says. Yeah. And I was like, what <laughs> you know, it was it was totally weird and i said okay and so i accepted it and i was just amazed and they said they liked what i was doing with the kids in the city they heard a lot of positive and good things we were doing so i went to go check on it and it was a 22 by 22 aluminum ring exactly what you're shooting ring. for yeah, yeah. that's awesome I, I started crying and, <laughs> and i started crying i told my wife i said i believe i think god wants us to do this yeah and, and it, it, it just fell all together that and is that was awesome. history you know <laughs> that's how we got our ring that's so. perfect so i guess part of this help that you're that you you've received a little bit of a little bit of help is is due to what you're doing with these kids and the influence that you're having on them yeah I, in the beginning, it was hard. Um, it wasn't hard. I mean, I just didn't know how to fill the role. Right. I knew what I was doing. I didn't know what it was called. And <laughs> all of a sudden, the kids were calling me coach, and everybody was calling me coach. And I was like, do I fit the shoes of a coach? <laughs> I was kind of lost there for a while. But now, after eight years, I, I fully embrace being called coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have some rules um, for these kids in the, in the gym. Yeah, so when the kids come and... And through Facebook, they, they find my gym. That's the only only advertisement I do is Facebook. Right. And everybody contacts me there. They message me. So I tell them, if you're under 18, come with your parents. So they'll come and and we sit down. And I kind of interrogate them. You know, I tell them, why are you here? What do you want to do? <laughs> I want to make sure they're not trying to run from fighting or trying to fight somebody at school. Sure. So I kind of just read them. And the first rules that we have. I'll call the kids from the boxing. I'll say, hey, uh, Pierce, come over here. And he'll run over. And I'll say, what's rule number one in the gym? And he'll say, no fighting in school. 
Yeah. Okay, go back to work. <laughs> so I tell the kids, rule number one is no fighting in school. Right. And that's the main thing. No bullying, no fighting in school. And then the little things, which are really big things, is no cussing. Right. No drugs. No smoking, because we need our lungs. <laughs> yeah. No gangs. I keep them out of gangs. And um, I do my best just to be a positive influence in their lives. Right. And um, we and I one thing I do also is I check the grades. Right. Um, that's a big part of thing. Everybody says, why do you check the grades? And, you know, don't get into their business, you know. But these kids, it's weird. Like you were saying earlier, um, the parents can tell them all day, but it's somebody from outside their circle. Right. I probably had over a 1,000 kids come in eight years. Wow. <laughs> through the gym. Some stay, some stay a couple months, and some... They've came and then they've left and everywhere we see them they they give me a hug and they're saying yeah. hi and yeah. they've all become my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hold these kids to my heart, you know. And I say kids, that means any age. Sure. Yeah. I have a guy sixty six years old that I train in boxing. Do you really? He's a local doctor here in town. Wow. And he's one of my kids. <laughs> so I <laughs> I got a wide range of kids. Some some of my kids are older than me. <laughs> but um, it, it's been it's been a blast. So I don't take any of my kids for granted. So who's your who's your favorite boxer? I like Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson, and I met him. I met him. Yeah, I saw a picture it, it with was, you. It was cool. Yeah. And when I met Mike Tyson, there was a long haul. We were downstairs in MGM Grand. He's holding the door, waiting for me to walk down the hallway. Like, what's he waiting for? You know, I was kind of like, that's Mike Tyson. You want to jump and scream, but you want to be cool. So I'm walking, and then he's holding the door open, and then his, I guess his agent lady, she's like, come on, Mike, we gotta go. Come on, come on, we're we're time, we gotta go, Mike, come on. And he's holding the door for me. Yeah. And I'm walking up to him, and then he tells me, do you want to take a picture with me? He tells me. <laughs> so I tell everybody, Mike asked me to take a picture with him. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, sure, you know, so we took a picture and it was, wow, I was just like, wow, he, we, he ended up buying pizza for everybody, we were down in the green room, they call it, all yeah. the boxers and the, and the coaches, he came down there and bought us all pizza, so we have a, we had a pizza party with Mike Tyson, <laughs> <laughs> and I got to meet 50 Cent, also, he was a promoter oh, for yeah? um, your Gam Gamboa, Okay. so I got to meet him, and he says, hey, I heard they call you Mr. New Mexico. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm from New Mexico. He goes, all right, Mr. New Mexico. He says, what do I do when I come to New Mexico? He tells me, this is 50 Cent, the rapper. Yeah. yeah. I pull out one of my cards. I said, when, when you come to New Mexico, you give me a call. <laughs> that was cool. We were in Vegas, and my wife, we were there at the Texas station, North, uh, North Vegas. We were on another fight we were fighting on. And my wife was in there, and she's like, hey, come over here. And she said, I got somebody I want you to meet. So Floyd Mayweather's dad. So he's cool. over there playing on the slots, and he's like, hey, how you doing? He says, and, and your wife wanted me to meet you. All right, cool, nice to meet you. And then he turns to my wife, and he says, what would you say if you met my son Floyd right now? He tells my wife. And my wife tells him, I would slap him. <laughs> my wife said that to Floyd's dad. And he just started laughing. He just started laughing. It was funny. That, yeah. that, that's something I'll never forget. <laughs> I'm just here in Farmington just trying to do my best to reach out to kids, provide a safe place. Hopefully, my reward, because all the money goes to the gym. I don't get paid. We got Coach Roland that's here also. He doesn't get paid. We don't get paid. We have to go spend our own money for trips, sure. food and everything. My vehicle gets worn out. Um, but if I can see some kid, and it was cool because some of my kids graduated college. Yeah. They called me, hey, Coach, I graduated college. You know? Yeah. I love it when it's um, 
graduation season, I'm getting in, you know, invited to five different dinners because, <laughs> and I like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so I go all over and I love when the kids graduate, whether it's high school, whether it's eighth yeah. grade or what, whatever, uh, college. And that to me, that's my, my blessing. That's, that's what I'm doing it for is if I can better even one person's life, yeah, I want to try that. It's Punches Boxing Club, Punches Boxing Club. LLC. Yeah, right, and and that's that's the easiest way to find you on Facebook. Just okay, punch, right? Um, I, I believe I I just down look up punch and boxing club. Yeah, okay, you know, or either punch but <laughs> that's my personal page. Right. Right. Well, this has been awesome, man. All right, and well, thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see you. Have a great day. You too. Think Tank is a web series talk show recorded in video format and converted to audio for this podcast. Find all video and audio episodes at kinsthinktank.com. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com